Hi, this is Louis Canio. Welcome to the Doctor and Dad podcast. This fast-paced weekly podcast delves into the latest scientific findings on how we can all live longer and better lives. I'm the dad, and my daughter, Nicole, is a family medicine doc who trained at the renowned Cleveland Clinic. We hope you enjoy this short, informative show, and please be sure to visit thedoctorandad.com. Uh, and by the way, the doctor is abbreviated in that. So it's T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for the show notes um, and other resources to help you learn about extending your health span. Within the notes, you'll find links to a bunch of stuff we discussed. So be sure to check it out. And thanks for listening. Hi, doctor. Hi, dad. So today we are talking about meditation. So the, uh, the, the title of this one is Meditate and Live Longer. And I, was, I was debating wh- whether I should have put, put a question mark on, on the end of that, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a specific uh, scientific study. There is a growing body of studies that positively correlates the practice of meditation and beneficial reductions in stress, and particularly stress hormone cortisol. So, you know, we know how bad stress is on our general health. So it's not necessarily surprising that, that something that reduces stress would potentially reduce mortality rates. Right. I would say. Um, and there has been some recent research, which we'll dig into that a particular type of meditation called loving kindness meditation may slow biological aging. And we'll talk about what is meant by biological aging, aging. But before we get into the study, I'm just always curious um, around your clinical experience. Does the subject of meditation ever come up with, with you and your patients? Not that often. Um, once in a while it will. Most uh, rarely have I heard it come up from patients themselves. Um, occasionally I'll bring it up in the context of anxiety and or insomnia so i do talk a lot about deep breathing exercises um it's kind of tough sometimes to fit in in a short condensed visit when patients have a bunch of different things going on um a long talk about meditation but deep breathing exercises for relaxation is kind of an easier thing to quickly go over um so Usually it's in the context of those who are having a lot of trouble with insomnia. Um, I'll talk about relaxation techniques and meditation and guided meditation. Um, And then with uh, like panic attacks and anxiety, like kind of deep breathing. But that's, that's kind of the majority of, of the conversation. Well, and again, I think from a, you know, a clinical perspective, there's, this is an evolving area and there's there's not specific let's say treatment protocols where where okay this this patient presents with with xyz either um, sleeplessness or um, anxiety or what have you and the you know the accepted protocol is to recommend meditation yeah probably not for like for maybe quote-unquote protocols but we don't we don't have protocols for a lot of things. I think there is a lot of um, a lot of work in the relaxation, meditation, stress reduction um, for just general 
mental health and, and well-being that has had some pretty good mm-hmm. um, evidence behind it. So it's just sometimes it's a matter of time. How much time do you do you have with, with the patient to kind of delve into it? Yeah, and we actually we've talked about this before, and and this will be a podcast. Is the kind of the 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 model around direct care, and right. the the fact that there are some different models that may be more advantageous both for the practitioner, the doctor, and the patient. But but that's okay. that's that's, that's a whole other yeah for <laughs> another podcast. So, um, question: have, have you meditated? I'm just curious. Not, I think I've tried some um, of like the ones you put on at night for sleep, like guided kind of meditation that way, but not much. I am not, I am not someone who regularly meditates by any stretch. I think um, I probably use deep breathing exercises more than, than anything else. Fair fair enough. Um, I will say I, I do meditate regularly these days i have you know kind of dabbled in it in the past um but with all of the um all of the the what i've what what i'm hearing about um, the benefits of mindfulness Mm -hmm. in general it's 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 motivated me to start a meditation practice and i i've found that um and i've used I've, i've tried now three different apps that that take you through guided meditations mm-hmm. um and, and I, I will i will remind the the listeners that we're we don't get paid for any unfortunately for any uh you know product re- reviews or, or uh, uh comments that we make so um so so just know that but uh, lately i've been using the waking up app uh, which, which is put out by this guy sam harris who is a um He's a neuroscientist. He's a PhD. Uh, he's written some some really great books. One of them called Waking Up, and uh, I just find and they're only ten minute sessions every day. And you don't have mm-hmm. to do it every day, but you know there's a new one every day, and it's guided, and it um, it's it's great. It it seems to it seems to kind of. Yeah help it helps me be mindful which so it, it kind of uh, begs the question what is mindfulness because that is it, mindfulness is a term we hear a lot these days um so uh i i for me the 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 answer to that is becoming conscious of our mind and the separation between who we are and our mind it's, it's kind of a you know also a central theme in buddhism that you know mm-hmm ourself is just a creation of our mind but it's not us necessarily right yeah um so and 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 kind of just slowing down and stopping that incessant kind of chatter of uh our our minds is is certainly you know kind of one way to get at that but and and it's it's funny uh, coincidentally the uh within this past week i one of uh one of the waking up apps guided meditations was on loving kindness. Oh, this, the particular type of meditation yep. in this study. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty self-describing, but we'll get into it as we, as we talk about the study. So this, let's get into the study this one is called, the site's called loving kindness meditation slows biological aging in novices evidence from a 12 week randomized control study. So first of all, 
it's it's an randomized control trial so it's high quality yeah right? yep good evidence or good the results are of good quality excellent One way and um, so the purpose of it was to kind of um, probe the effects on telomere length of mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation so first of all explain to us what telomeres are and why telomere length matters. Um, so I say telomeres, but it might be telomeres. Nope, nope. <laughs> You're the doctor. So okay. oh, pronunciation. So they're essentially, we have strands of DNA. We all have strands of DNA and the DNA that code for our genes and, and all of that stuff. And the telomeres are, kind of like caps on the ends of our DNA strands. So they're kind of like protective caps. Um, And I think I like the um, analogy of them being like the plastic tips on the end of shoelaces, which prevent, you know, fraying and damage of the laces themselves. And once, you know, you lose that plastic end, the laces end up getting ruined. So when the telomeres shorten, that's when, and, and then, you know, go away. That's when the, the strands of DNA get damaged. Um, they just naturally will shorten as we age because it's mm-hmm. like a protective mechanism that, you know, doesn't last forever. But then there's a lot of um, good evidence that stress and environmental factors and lifestyle factors can also shorten them. But now, you know, we're also seeing things that can lengthen them. Um, so this being one of them and then, um, you know, I've seen exercise being one of them and even, um, um, heat therapy, like sauna, um, lengthening them or stabilizing them. So there's a lot of, um, kind of interesting research on how to stabilize them and, and, or even lengthen them because shorter telomeres are linked with, you know, poor survival and increased disease and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and that so for the purposes of this study, that they're equating biological aging to the length, let's say, of telomeres, right? Or telomeres. Yep, got it. So this study was um, conducted by researchers out of the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Had 142 or so participants between the ages of 35 and 64, all of whom provided blood samples at the beginning and the end of the 12-week study. So it wasn't it wasn't a terribly long study right um so that's that's one potential shortcoming would you say yeah um yes and no also 142 i mean it's not a terrible sample size but it's not huge um so i think this is kind of you know 12 weeks isn't it's it's better than six weeks you know but it's also not like they looked over a year span so Right. What you can imagine, what would be really kind of beneficial is to say, okay, you know, let's let's do a um, a prospective study of meditators versus non-meditators and control for all the confounding variables that you can think of, and see who lives longer. <laughs> right. The problem there is that it's like we talked about before, impossible to accurately and actually, I think control for all those other variables because you have to assume that someone who's meditating is also generally going to be more health conscious and you know 
yeah. have have other health healthy habits than than the next person. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the um, so we just we also should note that these are all meditation novices, so they haven't meditated in the past, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the study was was looking at both mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation and its effect on these telomeres. Um, so we should kind of define what those practices are. Mindfulness meditation is just to keep one's attention focused on the present moment. A lot of, like you described, um, a, a lot of times mindfulness me- meditation involves focusing on the breathing. Right. Or, or some, something else. Um, and then the, the, the kind of the mantra to some extent in mindfulness meditation is because naturally your, your, your mind then starts to think about, oh, what I got to do today. And, you know, even if you're trying to concentrate on your, mm-hmm. your breathing, you go to, you know, oh, what I got to do today or, oh, boy, my spouse said X, Y, Z really irked me or whatever. Right. Um, and so the mantra is just begin again. So as soon as you, you know, your mind goes on that spiral, notice that your mind's on that spiral and then begin focusing on the breathing again, let's say. Mm-hmm. So the difference between that and, and loving kindness is, uh, at least as, as it was presented in my guided uh, meditation a couple of days ago, was you, you're, what you do is focus on someone you know and you wish them well, essentially. Hmm. Uh, and within the guided meditation, it's okay, you know, wish them uh, you know, the, no suffering, wish them happiness, wish them, you know, peace and love and mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty uh, uh, smarmy, so to speak. And it's not only, you know, someone else that, um, and, and so I find that uh, what I, what I used is, um, is both Adrian and Sophia, because it was easy <laughs> for me to, to bring up, you know, warm and loving thoughts about my grandchildren. Right. Um, obviously. Um, but they also then say, no, it's not only warm and loving thoughts for others. And, and eventually what you're supposed to get to is warm and loving thoughts for everybody. Strangers, you know, the, uh-huh. what, whatever. And then warm and loving thoughts about yourself. Hmm. So, um, because that's, that's, that's a part of it. So, and they were, they, they, they meditated daily. Um, with the same so, type of meditation yeah it, well they, so the, the 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 participants we should note were split into three groups so one group the control group didn't meditate although they were told i think that they were going to so they you know we're trying to control some right. confounding variables because if you just leave them completely alone then that in and of itself could could right. have an effect right. so but there's one group that didn't meditate one group, about a third, that did the mindfulness meditation and one group that did the loving-kindness meditation. Okay, right. And, and they assessed telomere, telomere length two weeks before the start of the workshops and three weeks after they were terminated. And they actually spent six weeks meditating. Mm-hmm. So um, what did they find, Nicole? I think in general, um, the idea is that this loving kindness meditation that was assessed over this, you know, 12 week total period um, showed less of a decrease in telomere length. So compared to the mindfulness meditation group and a control group who's not meditating. 
So that would just tell me that our telomeres are shortening to some degree over time, which we know that just happens. Um, and when you look at these three different groups, there is a significant difference in those doing this loving kindness meditation um, where their telomere length decreases less so than everybody else. So we're not like gaining, but we're losing slower is, is what the sounds were. And this appears to just be um, kind of an abstract of preliminary data or just an abstract of, of their data from the study with the full um, methods and results and discussion to come looks like maybe in maybe in October. Um, so this is just a brief summary of, you know, what they did and what they found. Um, right. It's hard right. to, it's hard to kind of tell exactly the specifics on the results and the specifics on the methods. Um, but again, it's a randomized control trial, which is good. Um, and it will, the full paper will be published, but it is interesting um, just to see that, that, there was a difference between these groups. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I did a little bit more digging. I found this, uh, this study from 2014, um, which may explain the mechanism, you know, why, what, what's causing the, uh, the, the, the telomeres to not necessarily um, uh, dec decay or shorten. Um, so in that 2014 met, and it, it was a, not a new study, it was a meta-analysis. So they were, Meta-analysis is they're studying studies, right? Right. I got terminology, right? So they, they um, found that this enzyme telomerase um, has it, it, uh, an influence on telomere, telomere length and uh, obviously associated with, with, with uh, health and, and mortality. Um, and what it showed is the, the, uh, the effect of mindfulness meditation specifically, not loving kindness on telomerase. And, and it had a, a, a it, it increased the activity, I think is in, in layman's terms. Yeah. So, the, and again, this is just, I'd say telomerase, but um, it's an enzyme that works to maintain your telomeres. Um, so a lot of studies that you might see when it comes to our telomere length and everything aren't focused as much on just the telomeres, but more the telomerase and how to um, increase its activity because that's what's helping to maintain the actual yeah. telomere length. And, and is that however it's pronounced? Any of those those uh, kind of uh, I don't even know what the substances that are, that end in that ASE are they are they proteins that work on the genes or what? They just the... it's. Just, it's proteins that are enzymes generally. Enzymes, so, that's it. Yeah, they're enzymes that will that work to. In this, in this setting, they're working on DNA. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's that's a possible mechanism, and and it's I think it's significant that you, you know the American Heart Association last year went so far to put out this statement um, saying that. Um, that that studies of meditation really do suggest a, a, a potential benefit on, on cardiovascular risk. They were a little bit guarded. They didn't go, they didn't go all in mm -hmm. um, because they said, you know, uh, the, uh, to quote the statement, that although the overall quality, in some cases, quantity of study data are modest, 
then you know there's there still is um, enough evidence to say hey this is this is have, has positive results both in in potentially the prevention of cardiovascular disease and heart attacks and whatever but particularly post event mm-hmm. yep so and and the they, they wouldn't come out with that sort of a statement kind of lightly so right yeah yep so, well so and, we always oh, go ahead well and you know just in general stress reduction we know we know what stress does to the body and there's a correlation between meditation and stress reduction. So it just by default, you have to presume that decreasing your stress levels, whether, you know, if that, even if it's just that, that's causing these positive effects, you know, and then it may even be compounded by the fact that the actual act of meditation is even more than just a stress reduction benefit. I, you know, I heard a, uh, an interesting, uh, well, there's Sam Harris who does that waking up uh, app uh, and wrote the waking up book is on this podcast being interviewed and he had an interesting kind of perspective. Now, granted, he's a, obviously a, a very large proponent of, of med- meditation and its mm-hmm. benefits, but he, he, he used the analogy he said, you know, a hundred years ago, if you said, if you told somebody that people would be regularly going into a, going to a location and lifting heavy weights, for, <laughs> for, you know, for right. no, no, no purpose, no work purpose did not to get work done, but just for their health, so to speak, people would be like, are you crazy? That's true. That's true. <laughs> or, or, or think about it, you know, a hundred years ago, say people would ride a stationary bike, right. Go, ride a bike and go nowhere. Right. Uh, yep. For their, for their, for their health. And what he was saying is, Hey, you know, somewhere in the future, maybe five years, maybe 20, maybe 100, who knows, people are going to be like, eh, you know, of course you got to meditate. Right, exactly. <laughs> for, your, for your mental health. Why, mm-hmm. why, why, you know, why wouldn't you? So at, at any rate, maybe, maybe I'm on the cutting edge of something oh, here, yes. so <laughs> for, for a change. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll let, I'll let you know. So. <laughs> Um, but so we always like to, you know, give people a, a bottom line. And I think, you know, would you agree that you know, on a number of levels ranging from stress reduction to the actual protection of your DNA, meditation can be a useful tool to prolonging your health span? Yeah, I do. Um, regardless of the mechanism, I think that stress reduction is the goal. And I think it's good to focus on balance you know, so exercise is fantastic. And we know that there's so many different benefits to it. And everyone wants to be productive and, and everything, but there's more focus too on like, you know, your sleep and your breathing and meditation now. So you kind of have to balance everything. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's where I find it helpful is, is to keeping things in balance because just the natural stresses of our modern day life are, are sometimes, mm-hmm. Pretty darn overwhelming, mm-hmm. bottom line. And, and in fact, I have not meditated yet, so I think I'm going to go meditate right now. Perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I would highly encourage you to do the same thing. <laughs> I will look into it. Okay, sounds good. You have All a great right. day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. You can visit the thedoctorandad.com, that's spelled T-H-E, D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. 
Now the legal disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad podcast.